Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 4th of February 2018. I hope all the listeners are doing okay, especially those who are living through very cold temperatures and snowstorms and, oh, minus 20, 30 degrees uh, where I am quite often at night and during the day too. Sometimes it doesn't get above the zero Fahrenheit. That's way down. And that's just the way it is now because of global warming, you see. And it doesn't matter what senses or nonsenses, once they have an agenda written in stone, the big boys never change it. And everything counts on total control of the society by using sustainability, global warming, climate change, whatever they want to call it, to, to make sure that they can change the, the way you live and to, to get to give up so much of what you have at the moment. A lot of it's junk anyway, mind you, but they want you to give it up and go into austerity. And that's what will be the next phase as we go through the big changes of the planet. When you're able to look back over years, you cannot doubt, you cannot doubt whatsoever that the politicians that are parading in front of you in most countries are really just front puppets. And you can't read uh, articles from the United Nations, for instance, this big private organization that you don't get to vote for because it's not democratic. And it has its own agenda for world governance, as they like to call it. But in the process, they've got to demolish all national countries along the way. Remember, that was really uh, set up by people in the big pre-existing organizations of the world, going way back into the 1800s, even before that, in fact. There were really outcrops of the, the revolutionary movement. And remember, too, that the revolutionary movement was for global government of a sort, even in the 1700s. So you're living through an ongoing big, big plan here, and the Royal Institute for International Affairs, with its branches of Council on Foreign Relations, including the North American, the Far Eastern Group, and the European Council on Foreign Relations, it's all the same big club, you know. Everything, everybody who seems to be in positions of elected power is a member of it. And it's, it's not guesswork either, because even their own historians have said that down through time, that the leaders of all parties are, are members of this particular group. And they have their ultra-specialist group, even above that, where they would draw people off into the Trilateral Commission, another private organization, which you don't vote for. And they are basically the implementers of amalgamating the planet financially, culturally, legally, and in every other way. And, of course, the CFR and trilaterals have drafted up all your free trade agreements, too, for the big corporations, which they also have the biggest shares in, too. So you've got to really look at the whole system and how it's presented to you is always with the wonderful face of helping the world. And it's all a big lie, of course. Big lie. It's a scary proposition, actually, because when you look into the same groups who've helped foment world wars and even talked about it afterwards that not enough people were killed and they wouldn't give up their sovereignty, so they'd have to have another one sort of thing. Well, they're still at it today, of course. And 
They tried the Soviet system, the communist system. They financed communism into being. Many authors, thank goodness, were awake uh, during the time who wrote about it. Others came later who had positions of scholarship in universities and so on. And they could come out eventually and talk about it too. Because everything on a large scale that happens in the world is meant to happen that way, is planned that way. I can remember even before 9-11 happened, and and after, <laughs> as they kind of backtracked to hide the fact they knew, but intelligence agencies said that nothing could happen on a terrorist scale in the world anymore because of the incredible surveillance they had across the planet on everybody. And 9-11 came along, and, and it's all a big surprise, only to those inside the U.S., apparently. Not all factions of it, other intelligence agencies knew inside the U.S. And Israel knew, they warned it, they, they, they came on, and BBC came on with, with the, the, the people who ran the home office in, in, in England. And they also had the intelligence on this, too. So many people had intelligence about it and warned the states who apparently took no notice. And so much was gained, let's, let's put it this way, so much was gained from this massive catastrophe that whether you want to believe it or not, those people who could write about the need for a Pearl Harbor event to get the public opinion on their side. You see, you must always get public opinion on your side if you want to go to war. And they, they said that we need something in a Pearl Harbor event to happen inside the States so they can go ahead with their agenda of all the countries that, that, that have now, since, since, not, since then, taken out and a few still to go. Syria is still on their list, of course. And they published a list, of course. And only, only the, the most... And I've met people, you, you meet nice, decent people who literally let the most horrific things happen around them because they refuse to believe that folk can do that. And it's astonishing, isn't it? But it's because they're so naive and nice as well. They all want to be nice. And they want, they, they, they give people the benefit of the doubt a thousand times before they'll have to admit, wait a minute, yes, this is, this is wrong or this is not working or whatever. And the elites at the top know this, they understand, and they, they, they raise us all to be trusting. They use our natural instincts. As I mentioned before, you couldn't be born into a natural little tribe and live in paranoia. You nature has you expecting that those above you are older than you and your, and your, your tribes people and maybe your chief is going to have your best interests at heart. So you take that out of context, you put it into the, the modern system, which is nothing like the old tribal system, and you're conned left, right, and, and upside down and sideways by professionals who also use your money to, to study you using other professionals, and they can then manage you all the more and, and fool you all the more and use you all the more. It's terribly sad, but that's the way it is. And people still don't really want to believe that. They really don't. And their day-to-day life and work or business or whatever else they do, they have to get along with people. And you can't get along with them if you're always arguing with them. So therefore, they prefer to believe that bad things just happen out the blue in society or the world, and 
we just respond to them and, and send armies out across the world and all the rest of it. And even then, they don't want to look at it. It, it upsets them. I, I mentioned before this whole technique that was pushed mightily, mightily, through all the New Age organizations. And you cannot get away from the New Age organizations. So many studies on them all. And the CIA, for instance, the links they've had with all these organizations, anything to do with altering behavior and mind and so on, and using people, alter the behavior, using techniques, even into a kind of a form of religion, in a sense. It doesn't matter what, what belief you give them, and radicalize them, and they'll do your bidding. So it's awfully important that, uh, that, that this can be tested out and tested out and tested out for those who control and who own and rule the world and the, and the countries too. I mentioned it before as well that even in the 90s, all you heard on the news, concentrated effort across the world, was globalism. We're global, blah, 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 global, global. People were not mentioning their countries at all anymore. It's like they're all gone. And it wasn't until 9-11 happened, suddenly that they're going to use you and your military and your tax money again. And so you're back to being a nation while they go across the world, conquering and taking over countries. You have to remember, too, that the League of Nations was set up by the same people who gave you the Royal Institute for International Affairs, the same group that gave you the International Monetary Fund, private organization, and also the World Bank and, and all the other institutions which you hear about all the time. And their goal was always a global society which they controlled. And they would control all trade across the planet. That would, that would also be the inroad to get in to them signing treaties, which eventually they locked their countries together and become trading blocks until there are no more nations. Like they've said before, von Rompuy said that at the EU at the Parliament building a few years ago. And I read it on the air at the time when it happened. He said it's the end of the nation state. They're obsolete now. Well, that's really the United Nations agenda as well. And they'll use you, as I say. They'll keep, you go back to being a nation when they need your money and they need your military to, to, to crush other countries across the world. And once it's all over, they hand you the debt and then they, you're, they tell you you don't have a country anymore. If a country, you have an, an, a, a standard tongue, a language, you have a history, a common history of a common people. And once you bring in massive immigration, that goes out the window. You, you've been changed as well. Remember what Carl Quigley said about war. And he was a globalist. He was all for the agenda. And he worked for the Council on Foreign Relations too. He was a historian for them because they have their own real version of history. They fill in all the little blanks that your regular history doesn't have anymore. He was talking about all the, the, the ways of persuasion. Persuasion's a big, big deal in the big boys' uh, agenda because you must alter the, the nations and peoples and perceptions by persuasion to get them to do your bidding. There's many ways to do it. You can cry wolf, wolf, wolf and get them to go and, and, and deal with that. It's like, or you're all going to die if you don't get this inoculation, this vaccine or whatever, and yada, yada, yada. Terrify them and then sell. That's what you do. And people are more willing to give up their basic freedoms and rights when they're absolutely petrified. So, quickly said, because of what they'd already tried to get folk to give up their sovereignty and come under a global governance system run by bureaucrats and experts and all the rest of it. And he said, you can do more 
in five years of war for social change on a social scale than you can, can do on, in 50 years of propaganda and persuasion. So it's very important, you understand, that they use these techniques. And when you're under threat of annihilation, real or imaginary, you're, you're more apt to, to listen to what they're telling you. Oh, we're here to help you, we're here to save you, just do what we tell you, blah, blah, blah. And it's much, much easier and very effective, very quick. When you look at a, a, per, a person, the Green Party in Britain, a few years ago too, and I read the, the article on the air too, at the time, she was lamenting the fact that people had got out of this World War II mentality where they all worked together, she said, so, so, so well. They ate less. Well, they had to eat less because they didn't have any food. So they didn't get the obesity. And they did what they were told because they were under the threat of being annihilated. And, uh, and they were into austerity, massive austerity measures. And she was lamenting that fact it wasn't there now. And she said, if we could just go back to that and, and, and create the scenarios to, to make it happen again. You understand, the people, here's the thing, most folk, as I say, are pretty decent. And they don't think, that the ones who rule you and, and want to have power over you don't think like you. They don't think like you. They, they, they have no problem. The end justifies the means. Here's the agenda. Here's the goal. Anything, anything that gets us here is okay. That's literally what they, what they say. Don't ever think. Don't ever think, for goodness sake, that somehow we've evolved mentally, culturally, or any other way for that matter from 20, 40, 50, 100 years ago. We haven't. We haven't. People think, well, you know, yeah, they're all ran into World War I and this happened and, and, and World War II came along and, and we, we all bombed each other. All the cities were getting bombed and yada, yada. And then we had this, the Bolshevik Revolution in the Soviet era where they killed millions and millions of their own people. Anything from 60 to 80 odd million in that area alone, the, the Soviet bloc countries, probably more actually. And then you had the same thing in China. And he keeps thinking, well, it won't happen now. But what do you mean it won't happen now? The same people who have the same agenda of a world system which is controlled in a very rigid fashion, like academia, working on behalf of those who rule the world and own it. Well, what do you think? I mean, do you think they've just gone away or something? These people never go away. They breed, they have their children too. They, have, they listen to the families talking about the same agendas. They become part of it. They take over. They join their organizations. And they continue it. What do you think the United Nations is? Look at all the agendas that's getting rammed down your throats right now. And how they must soften up the public before they could even put these agendas forward. They get you ready for the agendas. So you give up your old-fashioned ideas on things like human life and all that, and you allow it to go on, like, like euthanasia, whatever it happens to be. Step by step, bit by bit, until you say, ah, oh, well, maybe they're right, you know. It's so easy, and these techniques are perfect. They are perfected a long time ago, but they are perfect. They work. 
and keep at you long enough through repetition, inserts and little quips and phrases and so on through movies and fiction and even ads on TV, and eventually you'll think it's all quite normal. Solzhenitsyn talked about the horrors of the totalitarian regime of the Soviet system. He talked about, because he, he, he had to eventually, had plenty of time to think about human nature. What on earth happened to people? What happens to people? What was it? And, of course, he eventually hit upon the whole power principle idea. The, the people who go into these positions voted or through revolution. They're all, they're all control freaks and power mad. They're psychopaths, basically. If they ever had it, I very much doubt most of them ever had it, but if they ever had any idea of the old religion there with God or anything else or right and wrong and human life is valuable. So if they ever had that, it's long, long gone. I think most of them never had it, actually. You understand, you can't just throw off a culture. If you throw off a culture, you you must expect horror to follow. You must. Cultures take a long time to become established. And from the establishment of cultures becomes what's called civilization. And there are different civilizations and different cultures. But in the European and the West countries, they're all based, whether you like it or not, on Christian values. And the Christian values had the whole idea that human life was somehow sacred. It gave you rights, actually which kings and queens hated. They hated. Because they, they preferred just going up to kill the peasants with, and they were, with impunity. No laws against it. But if, if there was a, a church as well that said, wait a minute here, there, there's, there's human life here and, and it's sacred. It, it, it really ruffled the feathers of those in power. So you 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 got to understand there that it takes so long to make a system civilized, and get people to accept each other even and help each other out through all times good and bad. And, it, and you have a lot less crime in our common culture. So when you're tossing those values out the window, well, you're going to go back to a form of barbarism rather quickly. And it starts at the bottom and at the top at the same time. Once you get one generation who are completely atheized, Watch them go to it. But with the Bolsheviks, they already were. And so they went straight to the slaughter. Slaughter people, slaughter, slaughter, slaughter. It was almost perfection of slaughter. It really was. And there's documentaries out and reenactments of them where you'll see some of them. They'd love to do it in basements when they went into a new town or village. And they had the hoist going, the whole thing, and they'd pull the bodies up after them. But very, very efficient, gone into mass graves before the, before the sun rises. Which helps the whole mystique about it all, because people see, as Solzhenitsyn said, that they saw their neighbors disappearing. All streets saw it. And as always two, two or three in the morning, the goons would come, maybe four of them, that's all it took sometimes. And they'd hit the families, grab them, haul them out of bed, and, and, and gone. And that's when Solzhenitsyn said, that's the only time you can stop them is then. He said, if we, if we grab pick handles and axes, anything at all at that time, and went for them, he says they could have stopped it there and then. The word gets around fast enough, but they didn't. Because folk, again, 
through indoctrination and repetition, they, they prefer to obey their system. And again, they want to be in, they, they choose to be in denial. Oh, it can be that bad. And the common thing was too, well, they must have done something to deserve it. This goes on. It's all going on today. It's getting worse. Worse and worse in every country. With the same techniques, not touching it tonight too. Because you, you, you understand, this, is a, a, this isn't just sporadic or in, in different events in different countries. This is a global agenda, which means there's an organization across the whole planet managing this. And then many sub-organizations down below specializing in different areas, making it all happen, but all connected. And it makes a complete farce of your reality, your indoctrinated Entertained reality, including the farce of rubbish you're given for news today. All intentional. But, but it also makes people think, well, you know, it can't be that bad. I'm okay right now. I'm okay. How long will be you'll be okay? And how can you be okay when other folk are, are not okay? And you're, you're going down the tubes. We tend to allow things to happen. And when you're forbidden to say anything about different, I don't care what the topic is. I don't care what it is. If you're forbidden, then there's something wrong with the system. Or maybe the system's already been taken over. You can't even ask questions about things. You've got to allow all kinds of opinions, attitudes, and, and craziness out there. Uh, and it's up to you to, all to, to laugh at it or not, or whatever. It's up to yourselves. But when you're forced to go along and shut up and don't even look at things, and threatened, then there's something awfully wrong. Because that all happened in the old Soviet Union when the Bolsheviks took over. Eventually it happened in Germany, Nazi Germany. Don't forget, don't forget through all the propaganda that's thrown out today that there's that much difference between the two. They were both socialist. They'd both thrown off any conception of religious rights and wrongs. The leaders did. When you throw off that, you're thrown off the culture. And that was the intention of it. And when you do that, there are no rules anymore. You don't have to, oh, thou shalt not. You can kill who you want with impunity. Whoever seems practical to you at the time, they go ahead and do. Where it's firing squads in the open, or in basements with, with people getting regimented in four, five, six at a time, bang, 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 hoisted up out the windows and away in, a, in, a, in trucks and so on. It's all the same. Same organization, really. And I've gone through the articles before and the old books that were out in the 1930s where the Germans, Hitler, uh, actually had a, a, a good agreement with the Soviets at one time, before it all happened, before they turned. And that's where they learned how to do what they were going to do in, in Germany, the techniques. So they're socialists. And socialism is revolutionary. And the revolutionaries are utopians. Their utopia is always a horror for everybody else. Always happens that way. But it doesn't stop them from, from continuing it. Even after the mass slaughters, 
or their existing regimes fall. These same revolutionaries continue and continue causing mayhem across the planet. The neocons were, were a group of it. Force, they said, revolutionary democracy, they called it. They would force, by invading countries in the Middle East, they'd force them to become democratic, like they're bringing, what, freedom to them? Iraqi freedom. We're bringing you freedom, you stupid, remember this, we're them, you stupid bees, you know? Revolution. And folk get slaughtered with revolutions of any kind, from anywhere. But it never really changes anything for the good. It really doesn't. No amount of, of good management and indoctrination for, for perception management in schools and raising a generation that thinks it's all quite normal, it, it, it doesn't make it any more functional, proper, correct, or, or even efficient when there's slaughtering going all around and folk going and disappearing all the time too. It doesn't make it right. And because we are not uh, getting uh, shot in the basements at the moment, doesn't mean we should just turn a blind eye and be happy, you know, like that stupid song goes. Don't worry, be happy. There's something wrong with you if you, if there was something that necessitated a bit of worry to think things through, and you don't, you want to be happy. Well, that's that's good propaganda management. That indeed has worked awfully well. When they train people, don't look at anything that's unpleasant. They call it negative. Negative. There are a lot of things that are unpleasant which they call negative, which you got to find out and know about for your own survival. And that's also why you look across the road left and right and right again before you cross it. It means that also you must have in some way in your mind a bit of the so-called negative, unpleasant. If you get a little picture in your head about yourself getting smashed by a car or you wouldn't be looking but for everything else to tell you, don't, oh, don't look at that, unpleasant. Go through your life and you'll be happy and prosperous, blah, blah. The prosperity doctrine. Behavior modification. Be happy under any circumstance. Just like the, the Green Party spokesman said. They were so well behaved during the war, they put up with incredible poverty and austerity and rationing. And suffering And she thought that was great Because she's a tyrant at heart, you see And having people obey you quickly Because they're in a war mode It was what she wanted Oh, it's fantastic They said, obey you, they obey you There's, there's, no, there's no debating your decisions It's all obey, obey And you think you've evolved Really Your own countries are used By tyrants inside your country And Tyrants outside your country You're paying for it all You're paying for your troops to get sent across the world With your munitions that you pay for your tax money And with aircraft not Massive, massive bills to pay later For purposes which you don't even understand There are no air forces take off in the world None of them They're military forces They don't take off to go over and help people Anywhere Ships don't sail with the costs of them To go out and help people Warships don't do that Your military has a, has a purpose And it's to destroy and conquer Somebody else And out of that comes the profit margin For the corporations behind it all It's always been that way 
Do you really believe that any empire, including the British Empire, just had this mad desire to go out and civilize the people across the world? Do you really believe that, guff? And as the country's got poorer and poorer, including Britain, with the cost of all and the debt incurred and so on, uh, really a relatively few amount of companies were raking in the, incred- the enormous wealth of other nations through it and handing uh, the, the Britain the bill. Every country that's on the empire is the same. America at the moment is the same. Every country's got it. But they don't take off because someone's being kidnapped or women are being forced to do this, that, or the other and some other. They don't do that. That's all propaganda for the lowest peons they believe in. Simple, simplistic propaganda, as, as Jack Zelal said. We're fed incredible propaganda today, incredible propaganda. And it doesn't matter if what I'm saying is, is admitted to after big events, like the, the last Bush administration, the neocons that, that had 9-11 and all the rest of it, they had their dream come true, they got their Pearl Harbor event, and they already had their list of countries to take out, as Wesley Clark said, and so on. And others, apart from him too, I even read them at the time. But it's interesting, isn't it, to, to live through things like that. And once Bush is out, years later, the guys who are around them, some of them, the managerial class type of them, come out and admit it quite candidly and, and cockily, because they love to boast, naturally. Yeah, how we just set up the whole idea, and we told different people to come in with, with intelligence on these countries and so on. And if, if, if it was not severe enough, we didn't want to hear that. We only wanted bad news to, to have a one-sided impression of any country that they wanted to invade. And that's what they gave to the public, the press. He said that. But that's how it goes, isn't it? And you think, again, we've, somehow, we've evolved the last 20 years. Eh? We just evolved. We're, all, we're always thinking we've just evolved the last 20 years. We, we do that all the time, don't we? And these horrible things can't happen again. Horrible, horrible. Can't happen again. As they're happening. Perception management. That's what it is. Awfully good. Works very well. But again, we must also... Allow ourselves to be fooled. We do that all the time, too. We know that the politicians can laugh and smile, generally after they're out of office, and be quite open uh, sometimes about how they conned the public and had no intention of doing this or the other, whatever happened to be that they promised. And the public go along with it, too. With, but we all have these little knowing smiles in their faces. But they go along with it and do it the next time again. Well, vote them in again, vote them in again, vote them in again. So we accept being fooled. And there are many so-called scholarly articles out there in university campuses too, or universities too, that say that, well, it's better than a real open tyrant, tyrant system. But the thing is, that the objectives are the same. The techniques are maybe a bit slower because they take a little bit more preparation Training the public to believe the next step they're going to tell them and get them to believe. It takes time get preparing the way. But they get it done regardless today. They do. And they've all the money in the world since they're using our, our money. All wealth comes from the people and, from, and it is from their labor, isn't it? Marx was right in that regard. 
And that's why they've got to have a mass slavery population too. Slavery has always existed in one form or another. Aldous Huxley mentioned that, so did Charles Galton Darwin. Think about it, one form or another. And the best form is where they don't tell you you're a slave. Not that long ago, in the 1800s and into the 1900s, you go into dictionaries, which were awfully good at the time, much, much thicker, of course, like Orwell talked about back then. But they had definitions of slavery and genocide. Genocide can be done many ways. Deliberate importation of many people to overrun a people from another country was one form. It still is, actually, the United Nations. It's quite interesting, the double standard they've got. They know this, but they don't want to talk about it. It will will create a genocide. Refusing people to, to speak their own language in their own countries is a form of genocide, too. Anything that destroys the culture, the, the memory of a culture, or the people and their history, uh, is all part of genocide, for those who don't quite get it. Ancient regimes, as I like to call it, regimes, also used these techniques. They would move people from their countries en masse at times. Like the Persians did it one time. Rome did it, too. Anybody who, who could cause them a problem, they'd move off the land. And to other places, other countries, part of deculturalization. And over time, they assimilate to an extent, they lose their cultural identity, and, and they'd always hope they'd merge in with them, and that'd be the end of the problem. It's used over and over again. It's amazing, too, that it isn't until someone points out what you're actually seeing before the penny drops, because you're trained to always to see things in a different light. And you can, you can call, for instance, mass, mass, mass migration, where there's no hope of assimilation. Every country was based on trickling in of peoples from all over the place. And they would eventually assimilate. That's what happened during the second or third generation. They'd be assimilated. But en masse, they they don't have to assimilate. They'll keep their tongue. they'll, they'll, They'll create their own areas. Just like ancient townships, even in the Middle East, they had different quarters for different peoples, even then. So what you're looking at is, is, is what genocide, to an extent, down the road by getting rid of the domestic populations, which is, of course, a goal. And some of them at the top and some of those who are making it happen have actually said so, quite openly. When they don't call it what it is, they give a different reason for it, then folk won't see what it is. It's amazing, as I say. You, you've got to go with, use your own logic. And, and with things you're seeing or you're feeling even from what you're reading, Say, what is this? Why am I? What is this I am seeing? Don't wait to be told. It will become very evident to you. Big things happening at the moment, very big things. But you won't know it from the media, because the media today literally is the new media. It's, 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 the old media was to keep things quiet too, and when things leaked out, it was to calm the public down, and, and often go into different points of view in the same topic by different parties so that you get confused and give up. Standard old technique too. But modern stuff today is such a squelching of, of those at the top, or of any real facts on things, that the mainstream media now has gone into literally. It's like National Enquirer type stuff. It really is. 
And thousands of pictures, they all have pictures to try and intrigue you all day along, wasting your, your life away here. Oh, look at that, oh, look at that, oh. All, all nonsense pictures and photographs. That's new technique. As you're getting weaned out, and that's, that's the goal, to be weaned out from even participating and knowing what governments are up to and demanding to know. You're getting weaned off that until you'll just... And I've said, I gave this talk in the 90s, I think the first time, that you'll get weaned out of even expecting or, 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 or to know and it won't be your right anymore. You'll just say, oh, no, I can't be bought. Let the experts deal with it all. And that's the system that's coming in. That's it. Where CEOs will be running your lives uh, and by, by their big meetings. They won't actually physically do it to you. They've got other minions beneath them and their NGOs and so on, all working uh, to do it to you. But they, 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 they're guys that in the big think tanks come up with the plans, of course. It's happening all the time. Again, back to this whole thing of, of utopias, which is not, it's the same people behind all this stuff. I mentioned too about how the Milner Group, that became the Royal Institute for International Affairs, Dash Council of Foreign Relations across the world, studied and watched with great interest and even helped the Soviet system uh, to see this big experiment, to see how it went. They were fascinated too by the German Nazi spirit. Anything that gets sudden order in a, in a system, sudden order, and obeyance of the public fascinates them because the guys behind all of this, under, the, under all their titles of academia in these institutions or in, in, in their, their big clubs where they plan things or out in their big expensive, expensive golf courses where they make all these big, big plans. And believe you me, that's where the conspiracies happen. You make them go to a golf course. Expensive, but you can't get in for the cost of them, the really expensive ones. But, they, oh yeah, they exist. Or these organizations exist, and they get things done. And once they've got things done in certain areas, they boast about it. They love to boast about it. Most of the big, big changes in the world don't go through your governments anymore. Your government sits back, has farmed out all their decision-making in different areas to private agencies. And the private agencies or staff are often set up by these private groups I'm talking about and the big foundations. And that way they can bypass public input uh, or even public complaints. Well, we don't take complaints. We're a private organization. You have to tell your government what's up. And the government's paying them to do that which the government should be doing itself. But if the government did it itself, They'd have, they still have the bureaucratic agencies there, and they would be responsible to at least listening to the complaints of the public. They don't have to do that when they farm out. Or we, we don't deal with that. This agency over there that we hired, they're dealing with, with that, that problem. See if it's all gone. And this is how it was intended to be, and it's not finished yet by a long shot. But socialism, you better understand, it sounds awfully nice. Oh, help everybody. Oh, they're going to help everybody out. USSR, Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. And the Nazi thing was National Socialist. National Socialism. That National Workers' Socialist initially, and it was National Socialism. And the, the main difference between the communist type and the German type was, was that at the phases of their life of the Nazi party, they were still nationalistic. Whereas the communistic was to be, take the whole planet over and be socialistic or, or global in their intentions. But really, when you look at what they were doing, it was pretty well similar, wasn't it? Both of them were the same. And don't forget that most folk in Russia were not members of the party. 
any more than, than most folk in Germany were not Nazis either, and members of the party. When you have a nation, you better watch it like a hawk. Because they got power then to use you, all of you, and blame you at the same time. Well, you know, you voted us in. You've heard that before. And they do it over and over again, the same And it's like, because the companies are corporations, basically. And I've never heard, I've never heard in democracy of, of governments listening to the people. When, the, when you see them selecting different organizations that are really part of the revolutionary movement for the next phase, and special interest groups, that's not the people. It certainly isn't all of the people. But when they're cherry-picking who, who they're going to listen and listen, oh, you, tell us what we want to hear, because it's part of the agenda, right? And then it goes, that's how they do it. They don't listen to the rest of the people. You've already got that same thing in Britain with, with the, this, this British exit idea from the, the European Union. And they all stall it and stall They've got all these tactics out now. Oh, it might take two, year, take two years, maybe more years, and all these scare tactics, you see. Even though the people voted to leave it. And if they don't leave it, it makes a complete farce of the whole idea. It always, I've, I've seen the farces so many times, I don't, even, I, don't, see, I don't believe in it at all. It's all rubbish. It's nonsense. You're, you, you're right, you're democratic. If it's democratic, how can this, this group over there say whatever they want to say, but this group over, over here cannot? No, that's not democracy at all. That's tyranny, folks. You'll often see articles on Malmo, for instance, in Sweden, one, area, one of the areas where um, massive immigration has uh, settled in around there, and they've had, well, so many articles out in the past. One is in The Guardian from two years ago. This is the Prime Minister condemned a double betrayal of women after allegations that police covered up sexual harassment by recent immigrants at a music festival in Stockholm. Meanwhile, reports have emerged of attacks on women in Malmo on New Year's Eve. Groups of refugees molested concert goers at We Are Stockholm, Europe's largest youth festival in 2014, it says. They're so-called refugee youths, especially from Afghanistan. Several of the gangs, members of the gang, were arrested for sexual molestation, one policeman was said. Yet the official police report on the five-day festival attended by 170,000 young people, aged mainly 13 to 19, made no mention of sexual harassments or assaults. Everything is so politicized now that they hide reality. And, and the police, anybody who works for the government, are scared to do anything. They're told... Turn a blind eye and so on. Britain's doing the same to an extent, and it's been that for years. And it says police and media have been accused of deliberately underreporting the event in order not to encourage anti-immigrant sentiment. Well, once again, if you've got a problem starting, you have to deal with it. The longer you put it off, the worse it gets, and the more off it you'll get to. But of course, everybody knows this. So again, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil does not work. And you've got to understand, too, it could even be that they want massive destruction and mayhem down the road for everyone to live in a completely dystopian society. That could be it, too. All the movies from the, from the, the 1990s, sci-fi movies and futuristic movies, had the same scenarios. Rubble, there used to be cities or towns, folk living in pretty well poverty, all kinds of people, all, all kinds of groups and ethnicities. Uh, and these well-fed, uh, well-armed, black-clad goons everywhere on behalf of the elite keeping control of everything. 
So who knows? Like, like that's also so not, how would you think it would get into austerity very fast if that, like, you certainly would achieve their goal if you could bring that kind of scenario in, wouldn't they actually? And don't forget, they, they plan things in centuries. For instance, Agenda 21 is agenda for the whole of the 21st century. The 2030 is just a signing off another part of it. Then there'll be 2045 and then and so on every 15 years or so. But it's to achieve the whole agenda of Agenda 21 within 100 years. Massive changes of all kinds, including what you say and can say or think or whatever else, or behave and, and how you'll live or won't live. It's all in there too. They train, they train you and train you and train you. All the time in the world, as they say, but they've got the plans there and they, they implement them. But anyway, you've got all these problems happening there, and you had Germany had it too. Wikipedia even has some articles up in Wikipedia on the New Year's Eve sexual assaults in Germany. And they had 497 alleged sexist-related crime victims out of 1,216 alleged crime victims, and so on, during one thing that happened there too. Lots of attempted rapes as well as actual rapes and... And, and, of course, gang rapes is a big thing, too. But Malmo, as I say, the, 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 again, last weekend, I think a young woman, maybe 18 or 19, was groped in a club in Mal- Malmo by a guy who she didn't know. And they wouldn't give much of a description of him. And the very fact the police, I think they even said in the article, were not going to, to, to really investigate to any length because they say nobody apparently saw anything. Once you're in a situation like that, no one sees anything anymore. That's what happens. Everyone's afraid. And the police will do their best to stay away from it too. And this, this poor young woman, when she was groped the whole thing, the, the guy then punched her. She tried to back away and get, get away all quietly, but he, he wouldn't have it. And he smashed a bottle in her, in her face and uh, stuff like that, you know. Lots of suffering because of, of the, the, the fanatical oligarchical types at the top that believe they know best for everybody else. And as Rockefeller said, well, with all this fallout and chaos and rapes and all that, that's just, can't make an omelette without breaking eggs, you know. You've got this agenda to fulfill, and well, you know, that's just how you do it. And then they come out with all the, the ridiculous things to make money off folk suffering too, and, and when they shouldn't have this in the first place, what's happening. Safe shorts. To stop women joggers suffering sex attacks in Germany are sold out. No kidding. Made by sort of Kevlar thing, supposedly. And they've got some built-in siren that'll go off too if, if uh, I don't know, if the press or whatever happens. A business graduate, uh, Sandra Seltz, was, uh, she invented the trousers after she was attacked by three drunk men. This is the intimate areas of, of a woman who was sealed off with a protective shield. They're tear and cut resistant until the trousers are in place. Apparently they've got a really loud siren thing built into it. Some 130 decibels, it says. Which might, might scare off an attacker. It may, it may just kill them. These characters aren't going to back off. But it says here the trousers are made of the same material as bulletproof vests and can only be cut by attackers. Can only be cut by attackers. They're almost telling them how to do it. <laughs> I don't know. But, 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 come on, it's, it's going back to some kind of steel chastity belt here because you're, expect, you're pretty well expecting that it's, it's going to get worse and worse and worse with what's happening. That's what it really is telling you, isn't it? 
and I remember too this the, 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 the in the same articles about this poor girl. It doesn't actually say who it was because everybody's scared to see who it was. But Malmo is one of the big headquarters where a lot of this stuff is happening. And that same club was bombed about a month or two months ago. A bomb was placed in it and blew up. And they've got grenades getting found now too, and grenades getting off and thrown into places because they're bringing them in, a lot of them with them. And what's happening in, in Sweden, remember, Sweden, again, a, a leader in this socialistic system. Tragic. It's tragic, you know, for, for countries that were peaceful. And they've had again, and over, the, I think, 2014 or later, maybe, I think, yeah, 2015, the, the, the police chief, retired police chief from Malmo, says crime was skyrocketing due to the uncontrolled immigration, he says, and no-go zones as well, which they try to say doesn't, they don't exist. They do exist, for goodness sake. Some of the media and even some of the mainstream are getting bold enough to actually tentatively try testing, saying the truth for a change occasionally here and there. Not much, but people shouldn't have to go through this nonsense. They shouldn't, should they? And there's Article 2, a recent article. These children are living in time bombs. The head of the German intelligence agency says the return of brainwashed ISIS families pose a massive danger. But I think that's what they want. They want, remember the articles I read two or three years ago, a few years ago, when the heads of security agencies kind of happily said after 9-11, you have terrorism for the rest of your lives, get used to it. And there was, it sounds like part of the agenda, isn't it? Don't forget what they did too. We're all being surveyed now. We're all under incredible surveillance under the guise of to, to fight off terror. Without this, they couldn't, have, they couldn't keep becoming more and more tyrannical. Couldn't do it. You can't do all the surveillance openly and admit it to it if the society is it's pretty peaceful. Can't do it. So these are always an excuse. Anyway, this one in Germany says that uh, Hans George Masson says many children have grown up with the ISIS ideology and the children, some of whom have murdered prisoners when they were over there, because they're actually taught to murder as part of the training, are now returning. The laws against the surveillance of minors under 14 could be repealed. They might surveil them even younger, now they're saying. But of course, they'll do it across the board on everybody. Of course, they will use it. That's what they use it for. And, and the other thing is, too, they say that there's got evidence that more than 960 people left Germany for Iraq and Syria through November 2017. That's just through November 2017 to fight for Islamic State. It's a radicalization of minors has been a big topic in Germany. Given that three or five Islamist uh, attacks in Germany in 2016 were carried out by minors. A 12-year-old boy was also detained after trying to bomb a Christmas market. And that was in 2016, I suppose, maybe. Or maybe afterwards. So really, uh, it's just... Yeah, I mean, all this whole darn thing. We all know this. We all know this. That the West had no reason for going over and bombing all these countries in the first place. And the countries that they're bombing and still going after were all written up by the peanut group before 9-11 even happened. So they got their Pearl Harbor event and away it went. Then the massive fallout from all is you, 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 they've, and I said at the time, it'll flood Europe with migrants trying to get away from it all. And if you know, I mean, the, the, the average people, never mind if they're already getting bombed and shot at and all, you're going to move. Of course you're going to move. And if you see years and years of this going on, of course your whole family's going, everybody's going to move. And that's all taken into consideration by the planners of what happened. Don't forget that. Don't forget it. Cause and effect. So getting back to what I said earlier, be very careful when you think, oh, I've got a government, and this is my government. 
because they'll use all these things in your name. Well, you voted for us. We're 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 in power, you know. But whatever, what always gets in power is the same agenda, regardless of of what party it pretends to be. Things go on, and even now the U.S. is now using the Kurds to do what's left of the fighting in Syria. They're they're not stopping. And the same Kurds they're talking about are apparently anti-Iranian as well, so that'll be the next one they want to go into afterwards if they can get it done. And I've lost count of all the articles over the years of, again, the US and probably Britain too, funding, definitely training, but, but funding and giving the arms through Qatar it was at the time, to, to all the different uh, groups that were to fight against Syria. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Knowing that once they went to Libya too, that there's no stopping. There's no stopping at all. No stopping whatsoever. What Gaddafi said, he says, I'm the only, this is the only bulwark against the whole of Africa moving across into Europe. Cause and effect all planned. And as Europe then takes its share of the, the mayhem and terror, then uh, they're told to accept it and not to speak about it, ordered not to say anything. You better ask who your governments are. And you better ask who they represent, because it certainly isn't, isn't the people. When the excuse to go to war in past years and times has been because someone is going to attack you and they want to defend and keep their people safe. You better ask why the people at home can't say anything anymore. You better. Because a lot of decent people are, are, are hurting or dying because of this, who didn't, who didn't have anything to do with it. And it's not a matter of tit for tat. Say, well, you know, a lot of those people got blown up with drones and that, and we've seen it before. It had nothing to do with it either over in those countries in the Middle East. Or in Asia they, they had nothing to do with it But once it starts It doesn't stop It doesn't stop It just gets worse and worse and worse And you've got to understand you, you've got to always ask the question Who gains? Who benefits? You can find out And you can see the ones who are profiting from too And there's other ones too With other geopolitical goals For, for other reasons as well but it's all out there, and it's got nothing to do with what you're told. Nothing. As I say, there's so much I could say, but you can't say. And you got to be careful in this day and age. To even just say what's logically apparent and, and very true. See, truth has nothing to do with it. Truth has nothing to do in law, according to the laws, statutes, with what you're saying. That's already happened. When people thought they could they get to court, they, they could say something because it's true and factual and you can prove it. It doesn't matter. It makes no difference. Truth doesn't count, you see. There was something that happened a while back, maybe a couple of years ago, and that's what came out. But the, the judge said that facts don't matter and the truth doesn't matter. So don't get confused about justice being there for to do with right and wrong. There's a big agenda there, and, and they know there's going to be mayhem as they go through the agenda. They know it all. And I really do think the future for a long time will be to take down all of society across the whole planet, make it as dysfunctional as possible, and then have massive heavy-handed techniques to control it and start taking it down as well. 
Anyway, I'll put a few links up for those who want to plow on and read other stuff too, which is kind of pertinent to all. But uh, we live in a vastly different world. Never forget that. It's a vastly different world from the one you're trained to believe in. And you're trained every day to believe in it. Every day. And because of that, hell can start to emerge. It gets a foothold. And then you're taught, well, it's not really hell. Don't look at it that way. Oh, perception management. Don't, don't, see, don't look at it that way. Look at it this way. It's all ready to go, the whole system. Don't think they just make mistakes at the top and it gets out of hand and they can't control it. Don't think that for a second. I think it was the FDR said, or maybe even, um, it could have been Theo Roosevelt. If it happens in government, it was planned that way. And it's a fact. They're not surprised at the top. <laughs> they don't suddenly say, oh, I didn't know that. No one told me. So there you go. That's a, a quick little blab for tonight, anyway, as the weather uh, is still freezing. And they're getting across parts of Europe too in Britain, freezing weather. Because now, I mean, weather, weather modification is, is a routine exercise every day now. It's just daily, it's routine. Modifying directions of the, the jet currents, the streams, uh, the air streams and so on. All easy, modified, and they can blast up the streams from the Ant- Antarctic uh, when they want to as well. And that's very cold, very, very cold indeed. What a world, eh? What a, a world when you see and you hear and you know, but you're forbidden. That, that you don't want you to even think about what you're seeing and hearing. Don't look at that. Be happy. Look the other way. Then they play a little, put a little puppet there in front of you, and you go, ah, that's what they want. And they're doing that, actually, for TV and entertainment and so on, as they brainwash you at the same time. <laughs> anyway, keep warm and stay away from that flu. It's, it's pretty nasty out there. Just keep away from it. And uh, if you get it at all, hit it fast and hard with, with the right things, and don't stress yourself or tax yourself. From myself, Alan Watt from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your God's go with you.